0: I, don't do uh, hard, mm. but I do a lot. Coming in hot, ladies and gents cause we still like Baller status it, on today's episode big. I
1: feel like pot. Uh. I shoot a shot brr, brr, brr. I'm coming in hot
0: mm. Let's do this thing Shut, Shut up, 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 up and sit down, down. Business.
2: The Business Bros Podcast was created for you Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media. What's hot and what's not straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of...
0: Business, business Bros! Bros. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that party started, Ham. Mm, mm, Do it! Mm. Drop! the heat, baby.
1: All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbills.biz, schedule your time, don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring a baller on the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today wants to give you money. That's right, he is here to help you get the funding you need to take your business to the next level. Our guest has been helping small businesses accelerate growth by being more than just your average financier. Sure, our guest will help you find the capital you need. He'll get to know you and your company and help you identify the right financial solution without many of the obstacles you might face with traditional banks. But our guest does more than that. His mission is to develop and persevere preserve the significance of your financial position for your business. Our guest helps business owners focus on the foundational pieces necessary to maneuver the ever-changing economic landscape while encouraging his clients to explore the mind's natural curiosity and find creative solutions to today's business challenges. Tune in to learn how our guest is growing small businesses through financial literacy and funding and how you can grow too. Joining us today from Axiom Capital Partners out of Midland Texas author of the curious mind of the business owner welcome to the show Chris Aregando.
0: Chris there we go man how you like the fire What's so far on? man how do you like the oh, fire man it's hot <laughs> Ready to rock and roll, dude. You got a fan base already. Look at that. Go dad. What's up? Yeah, man. Hey, there Yo, we are. Chris, Chris, what's up? They're all watching you. They're all watching you. Ready to rock and roll today. All right, let's do this thing. You're helping, you know, curious business owners. Curiosity is, is one of those things that it sounds easy to do. It sounds easy to maintain, but oftentimes we get stopped, bro. Like, like I might be thinking about something and maybe trying something and giving it a risk, But when it really comes down to that nitty gritty of actually putting in the work, people hesitate. How do we get them past that, Curtis? How do we get them past that?
3: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it goes with being an avid learner from the get go, right? Um, As we start our own businesses, right? There's so much that we wanna learn about how to solve problems and the community problems and people's problems, but when we get the business going, uh, it always seems like there's a stagnant point where the business owner might feel like, you know, I'm successful, I've done well, and, and they hit, uh, they're not really maximizing their capital, right? And so it's just taking a little bit of time out of the day, you know, an hour or two out of the day to really focus on uh, what, what your business is and researching, developing new products, innovation, technology. Um, but it starts with having an avid uh, avid mind. You You need to be a learner, right?
0: yeah and i agree with you learning um whatever it's gonna take right like just getting to that next level it's funny because when you talk about problems that that businesses come across money is often that one that comes up first but it's usually not the main problem that business owners are going through it's like a short problem yeah once you have the money if if you if you get injected with capital if you don't have some of the structures in place if you don't have some of the habits in place then you're going to you're going to go through that money just as quickly as anything else so when you, when you talk to to businesses that are ready to move to that next level you know what what's the difference between that business that is like says they're ready and is ready and that business that says they're ready and when you look at some stuff you know they're not
3: yeah for sure and i think the business owner themselves you see the emotional intelligence that, that person has right and so what we do before we even look at lending anybody money or investing in the company itself. We look at four other factors of capital before we look at even the financial capital. So we'll look at the psychological capital of, of that business owner, right? Do they have the emotional intelligence to handle the money even when they're broke, right? If you can't manage your money when you're broke, you can't manage it when you got money, right? And so to make sure that that person is emotionally stable to manage uh, the capital when they do receive it. So my business partner, he's actually a uh, uh, a doctorate in, uh, in, in industrial organizational psychology, right? So that's where a lot of the research that we get uh, to understand the, the habits of the business owners and how to how to correct those things. Then we look at the data capital, right? So those are your, your accounting systems, right? There's a lot of people, uh, especially small business owners, they use QuickBooks, right? But they're not really always uh, recording their transactions. They're not really always using... Uh, their financial data until it's the end of the year to do taxes right or if they're coming to us to look for money so we want to show the importance of financial statements because even in the book I mean that was the big component of the businesses that that failed the the hugest majority of them did not monitor their financial statements and that is a huge component I mean it's just like your personal life right you have to manage your, your money at home. You have to set a budget. You have to follow it. Uh, then we look at social capital, right? You can't do anything unless you have a team around you. You can't do anything unless you reach out to other business owners and get their advice and, and, and really read and research what other people are doing, right? And if you don't have the friends that are doing big things, well, you know, you're kind of stuck in that middle, right? Fine. So then- I'll do it myself. A real leader? Can that person manage the team? Can they really do uh, execute once they get the money, right? Because you can put a million dollars into a business. That doesn't mean that they're gonna make money on that on that uh, return, right?
0: So let's hover, let's hover on that real quick. So we got three yeah. so far psychological, you got data, you got social capital, right? So let's mm-hmm. talk, about, let's hover on that psychological, that, that emotional IQ. What, what are you specifically looking for that says this person has, you know, the, the financial IQ or maybe, you know, the, the, the psychological IQ to move forward with this type of transaction? Like what, what is it that, that, that gives you that uh, criteria or that, that rubric to kind of measure them out?
3: Yeah, so I think it, you know, for for me, whenever what I saw was, and I and it's in the book, right? The my dad, he had his own business when I was a kid, and so he was really successful for the very beginning of the business, and so when the business was doing really well, when he came home, man, he was a great guy, everything was going well, but when there was struggles in the in the money department for the business, and he was growing too fast, and he couldn't manage that growth well. come home and he would have some bad habits maybe not you know spend time with the family you know maybe stay out a little bit too late at the bar or do whatever you know just trying to cope with the pressures of of actual business right so i think it's somebody who even in the turmoil even in the times where it's going to be hard to to run the business they have a steady mindset they're looking Mm. for solutions right they're looking for we're always going to have problems right and so uh one of my one of my uh business partners he always says right it's it's the problems that really make the leader right cuz whenever <laughs> you solve that problem and and you do the right thing and you do the research you do all of the development when it comes to make that decision right that's when real leaders are going to be born the preparation in in that in that second so i'd say just in general it's going to be somebody who's always prepared somebody who's always like always feels like they're always one step behind even though they're not right and so they're always going to stay researching their market, researching their products, always trying to innovate and find new ways to, to flip the dollar faster.
0: You know, it's funny. I was listening to uh, The Rock speak to the Lakers, right? And The Rock standing there, and he's talking about how, you know, how he's driven. And, and part of it is to remain hungry. And, and he says that a lot of times he likes to operate where his back is against the wall. Like, you know, like there's nowhere else to go. You're stuck in this position where you cannot go backwards. The only way is you can move forward. Uh, and, and it's funny because when you talk about businesses having money problems, that's their back against the wall. When you talk about them, you know, getting, growing too fast, that's their back against the wall. And when, when you're describing here, some people handle that really well and some people don't. You think it's because of a mentality that they put themselves in where they're always – Where their back is against the wall, or is it just that you know we ride the high waves and we don't know how to handle the lows? No, I think I think it's I think it's a
3: little bit of both, man. You know, I think if you continuously put yourself in a position where you have to keep moving, right, if if you have to test your nerves and you have to test the fear, I think eventually at some point in time you do that enough that you know how to manage the the anxiety, right? But it takes a lot of work to get to that point, right? It it takes the it takes the hour a day to read or, or you know, pray or do whatever, uh, meditate in order to really find the peace me- mentally. And then once you find that, then that that translates into the business.
0: Noah says, love you, Dad. <laughs> <Thank> you, <laughs> Noah. All right. Let, let's uh, you know, it's funny. You talk about getting yourself like mentally strong. One of the one of the guys that always sticks out in my head is David Goggins, right? He's always talking about stay hard, right? Callousing your mind. And I I literally would hear his voice. This weekend, I went to go do an eight-mile marathon, and I was pushing harder than I normally ever push. And as I was getting tired or as a hill would come up, I would hear that in my mind, like, stay hard, dude. Like, this is what you're working for. Like, the hard time right now, this is where the competition comes up. And, you know, hearing you say that, you know, it comes with training. It comes with having a routine and getting out there and, and understanding that, you know, you're working on callousing your mind every day. You're working on developing the the mental strength and you're working on your gratitude every day. So when the times get tough, like you're prepared to handle that, right?
3: Right. Yeah. And and, and it was a lot of the, the things that you kind of know and, and you kind of assume. But as I started writing the book and I started researching and, and actually looking at what the the scientists and the doctors are saying based on how we, uh, you know, our performance at work is based on a lot of our mental strength, right? And so, it, it it once you start seeing all the research and all of the analysis, and and you hear of the herd mentality, right? But but when you start looking at those things and you start paying attention, especially like in COVID, right? You could see how people start to go one way, and you're like, wow, you know, that is true. You start to hear things like David Goggins, where he tell you, you know. Don't follow the path, but you don't really recognize it until you step yourself away and start, mm-hmm. you know, reading other things and reading the, you know, the science. Right.
0: It's crazy how humans are. Right. Speaking of like trying to get things in order and like making sure you're doing your day to days. The next thing you had was data capital. And you, you kind of right. briefly mentioned things like, you know, making sure you keep your books in order, make sure you do some of these things. Uh, what are some of those biggest struggles you see that people are having? How can we get them like in a position so that they have good data capital?
3: Yeah, I think I think first and foremost, uh, small business owners they need to reach out to CPAs, accountants, right? And and not just during the period of, uh, at the end of the year when it's time to file taxes and and you give them you know a shoebox of receipts and you're asking for them to you know give you the least amount of tax liability possible. <laughs> Uh, it's the whole year, right? It's the analysis that they can provide and the insight that they can give you. Um, but I'd also say too, um, just human nature, right? Not all CPAs kind of learn the same, you know, different things, right? Some of them stay in the same path and, and they don't always give you the best insight. So I, I would say, you know, get enough people around you to ask questions, right? But But get sound accountants and sound people to give you data, so you can make decisions because too many times I see when we're first getting into the business, they're managing the business based off the bank account.
0: Do mm-hmm. you think it's a, like a cultural thing? Like I know, dude, I'm Mexican. I get it, dude. <laughs> like there's a lot of, I got deals and theas, dude. I remember growing up. And, you know i had a deal that laid carpet he talked to the yeah. customers he picked up the money he picked up the supplies he verified all the job like he did everything dude and to to have that ability of i gotta let go some of that control to somebody else is it a cultural thing or like how do we get them to let go and be like look i don't know about you but i don't actually like sitting down and putting all my things in quickbooks yeah. i don't like sending out the invoicing Find somebody to do it because somebody's out there who can do it a lot better than you, a lot faster than you. And that time that you're saving, where you're ripping your hair out, so you end up like me, right? You have no hair. Right. Like, that's time you could use doing the things you actually want to do, right?
3: Right. Exactly. And, and it helps you make better decisions in 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 looking right. So for your for your uncle, right? You said that had the carpet laying carpet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's say he has a vendor, and he's totally fine with that vendor, but he doesn't really know what what other competitors are charging, right? So he's not really maximizing his profit because he's just stuck in the day to day of, you know, going, getting, going, getting the supplies and going, doing the work and going home. Right. And and like you said, I think, I think some of it is a cultural thing. I mean, I, you know, my dad didn't know and, and my dad didn't really teach me, you know, um, I got to see a lot of his goods and bads in, in watching him, you know, as a child, but it wasn't until I, I became a controller for a, a company and, and the the man valued data, right? And he wanted to know every single component of the business and he didn't have a controller at the time. I was the first one, right? So we had to put processes. We had to ask a lot of questions on how things worked and 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 that way we could create processes to replicate itself.
0: Chris, if people ask you questions, <laughs> It doesn't mean that we're picking on you as an individual, right? Like when your accountant right, is right. asking you questions, he's not gonna rat you out to the IRS, bro. Like he's trying to help you. He's asking right, these yeah. questions so that he can dig deep and give you the best possible advice so that you can move forward. Help me, help me understand the difference between being proactive with your books and being reactive with your books.
3: Yeah. So I think somebody that is somebody that's proactive, right? They're gonna. They're gonna they're gonna uh, put in their transactions on a daily basis. They're gonna monitor them on a monthly basis. They're gonna look for the trends that are working. they're gonna look for the things that are not working so that they can fix them, right so if if you if you're recording your transactions in January and you're reviewing them in February, well, your habits and your processes that are going on, we can fix them as soon as possible. But for some people, they don't do that until December. So there's all of the bad habits that you're not correcting one or two months you're now implementing them for the entire year.
0: Mm, You know what? And I never thought about explaining it like that, but what you're saying is you're going to let your employees, your team members, everybody in your organization develop and nurture bad habits. And then after you talk to the CPA a year later, then you're going to try to make a change. That's not good planning, bro. That's not good planning.
3: 100%. No, no. And you you see it all the time. And, and and for me a lot of the a lot of my uh, clients are hispanic right and it still is building that trust to say i'm you know i'm not going to take your money i'm not going to you know i'm going to do this i'm just here to help you right because it, there is a lot of trust
0: issues nowadays oh dude totally totally all right well let's talk a little bit about social capital uh what yes. what help me define what you mean by social capital
3: so i'd say just one sentence right your network is your net worth right so it, it's 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 in writing the book that that um, I started researching a new accounting system right well I started to to also design out uh, accounting software well in in West Texas we don't have a lot of tech people so I can't really go to somebody and, <laughs> and get a lot of advice right so uh, I have business partners in Dallas and and you know they've just been putting me in connection with people that, you know, that are really important in that space that now I can ask really important questions to, you know, I, I could ask my deal, but he may not be able to you know, answer that question. Right. So it's getting the right people that can answer those questions for you. That's what, what social capital is.
0: What has been probably your best way of generating, creating that social capital. Cause some of it is the professional networks, right? The people who have mm-hmm. those skills, But another part of it could be those types of customers or the types of people that do business with you that praise you, that talk about what it is that you do on a regular basis, that end up bringing you more repeat or referral business, right? 100%, 100%. I mean, for the longest
3: time, I didn't even go out and look for clients anymore because I was getting so much repeat work from uh, other clients. So, you you know, first and foremost, you know, doing a good job in what you do other people are going to tell other people about you, right? And and the people that they know, you don't really know who they are. And they could be really somebody important later down the road that could be a key piece in, in, in the business that you're needing at the time.
0: What are some things that you do uh, to help nurture your network? Because I mean, you can go to network events all the time and grab a bunch of business cards and throw them in a CRM and send them an email once a week or whatever, but it's different than if you're actually nurturing those clients. How do those people that you meet keep sending you business and keep coming back to you? What do you do that makes it like different? Yeah.
3: So I think for for us, since we do a lot of the bookkeeping and the analysis, right? And then we lend money. So a lot of people are going to want to come in that regard anyways, right? But what we also do is is we also teach how to do different strategies correctly, right? So just like in marketing, right? So you guys know very, very foremost the, the science behind marketing and there's a lot of business owners that aren't using their marketing approach correctly, right? They're not using the science correctly. They're not buying the keywords and doing those things. So uh, using social media correctly, right? I, I think mm-hmm. is 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 a key right now in in networking, especially since we just i went i just spoke in Dallas at a startup conference last week, and because of the new variant in covid I mean it was supposed to be packed, and really there wasn't there wasn't that many people um so I'd say using social media and asking marketing professionals like yourself on how to use it correctly, like how to use linkedin correctly and and not to be afraid of asking people that you don't know you know silly questions that you're just trying to figure out. And they're not always gonna answer you, right? I mean, you should see my Instagram of the hundreds of people that I've talked to or tried to talk to. But there's a couple that have been really, really helpful. So it's a numbers game. You just gotta reach out to as many people as you can.
0: Prospecting is is prospecting and there's different ways to approach it. I'll I'll give you an example. Because it's your birthday, right? Today's your birthday. First of all, so happy birthday, right? There it is in the background, happy (laughs) birthday, happy birthday. Right? There it is. All right. So, uh, you know, my birthday was on Saturday. I got a, a you know, I got your normal stuff where people, you know, say happy birthday and they leave it in a comment. But uh, one of the guys in my 5 a.m. club, Eric, uh, he does something completely different. He sends me a video and he's like, hey, man, happy birthday. Right? He's hitting the horn. Where's, where's my horn? Where's my horn at? There you go. There right. You go. right? He's hitting it. He's like, happy birthday, man. You know, blah, blah, blah you know you're here thanks for being part of my you you know just that video alone that's a little bit different than what you normally would get stands out tremendously right that's a that's a marketing tool that is a prospecting tool that you could utilize and it's free it's part of your social media campaign every day you know there's people who are going to come up and it says on facebook it's social's birthday coming up tomorrow the day after you just missed it whatever it is right the next the past three days you have a list of people who are saying happy birthday to and are you just going to be that normal one that says a little message or are you going to stand out a little bit different you know if you if you send out that positive karma with people all the time that stuff starts to come back after a while, right, Chris? I mean, what do you think? Oh,
3: 100%. Yeah, no, and it's an emotional transfer, right? I mean, you're positive with somebody else, they're going to be positive right back to you, right? If you go into the situation and you're already upset or you already have some negative energy, it's going to come right back to you, right? It, it, it's, it's just life. And so whenever you meet somebody for the first time and, and you're trying to sell them on something, it it really is an emotional transfer that you're trying to have them leave so they remember you, Right? And they want to reach back out to you and they want to talk to you because it was something you said that sparked their interest, their curiosity, right?
0: That's what it is, right? I think it was Maya Angelou talking about how people are not going to remember what you say to them or what you do for them, but they'll remember how you make them feel, right? They're going to mm-hmm. remember how you – feelings are a huge thing. I mean, another one, James' girlfriend in Muda, she, she went to the race and saw us there and then she shows up with a birthday card and like candy and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, dude, I did not <laughs> even know you, but thank you, you made me feel amazing, right? That was awesome. Make people feel amazing every day. All right, uh, so we got, we got psychological, we did data, we did social. What else do you have on the list? Human capital,
3: right? So we wanna make sure that that person is a leader, that that person can manage a team, that that person has empathy, Right. All of the components that, you know, maybe we haven't seen in the last 30 or 40 years in our, in our, you know, society, that there are still a lot of people who have, you know, virtues and values that they respect other people. And and, and, and those are the people that you see, even in science that, I mean, they, they outperform others because mm. the team around them wants to execute for that person.
0: You think it's you know, the quality of the leader kind of helps, because I mean, you can have some great people on your team doesn't necessarily mean those people want to work with you. I'll give you an right. example, you know, uh, Steve Jobs was super well known for his obviously for Apple and growing that growing that company. But he also left this stigma of you kind of got to be an a hole to your employees, right? And then so people started to think, well, if I'm going to run a company, and then that's how I got to act to to my team. And that's not always necessarily the case, right? That that worked, for him. And I think what what that did was it helped bring the greatness out of the people around him. People wanted to elevate to that status. But that's not everybody's personality types. When you're talking about human capital and you're judging the leader, what are you looking for?
3: I'd say there's somebody that listens to the team, right? Somebody that asks questions to the team and that wants to learn and and find new processes. Because a lot of times the team is the one that's executing the the processes, the procedures, the day-to-day activities. And and so you you see sometimes that the the owner or the boss whoever you want to call it is 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 g- dictating what to do but they've never even really done it
1: right mm. and so
3: and I've been in that position as an accountant you know and, you, and you're sitting there and you're like that's not gonna work you know <laughs> that's, that's not right you know and, and and you still have to do it right but but a good leader will listen and ask for advice and see if those processes are actually working and and improve them or not, right?
0: Somebody who's gotta make uh, some pretty quick decisions, right? Like they have to take right. in a lot of data. I heard somebody say the other day that uh, a CEO doesn't make thousands of decisions a day. They're paid to make few high quality decisions, right? And so right. in order for them to make that high quality decision, they are very dependent on their team members and what their team members do and the 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 way their team members have a pulse on what's happening on the ground floor with the customers to bring these people together. Uh, when you talk to people and you look at that human capital, how are they meeting with their team often? Are they asking questions? Like what what's their kind of their schedule look like when you see somebody who has very strong high uh, human capital?
3: Yeah. A lot of the ones that, that I've seen that were high performing, right? They don't, they don't do a lot of meetings every day, right? They and, and it's like you said, the the decisions that they make, they may take time, but it's research, it's preparation. So when that when that decision gets done, you just have to live with it. I mean, you, you make the choice, and if it goes good or if it goes bad, you have to live with it. But the the, the more prepared you are to make that decision, the better chance you have of that outcome. So if you're talking around to all the people involved in that process and involved in the strategy, you're going to get more information to make better decisions when
0: it gets to that point. Isn't it crazy how I feel like we've gone full circle? Like if you're the type of leader who is having a great team, who has an amazing human capital, and they actually want to work with you, you actually have pretty strong psychological IQ as well, right? Because you got to right. deal with the choices that you make. Like you were saying, I mean, that is – I think that is one of the, the most difficult things that people have to, to decide upon is make a decision and move forward. They hesitate for so long. And then they, you know, you talked about compiling the data and then making a decision, but there's a difference between compiling the data and then analyzing the data and then trying to look at more data and then analyzing it right. more and never making a decision because you fear what happens one way or the other. Help me, help me understand that real quick. When you make a decision, you know, what has to go on in this person's head psychologically, right? What has to what do they have to let go of in order for them to continue to move forward and be successful? For for a lot of
3: those people, it it's it's the fear of actually making the decision and being wrong. <laughs> so it's just letting go of just okay, I've already an, analyzed this. I, I, I I'm gonna trust my gut or you know, I've looked at enough information that now I just have to make a decision, right? And and, and it goes to to what you were saying earlier. When you put yourself up to a wall, right? Give yourself a deadline. Give yourself the time that it needs. But say, I'm, I'm going to give this a week. I'm going to give the time that it needs necessary. But then I'm going to make a decision, right? Not, not being so indecisive that you're just running in a circle forever.
0: That deadline, that time on the calendar makes all mm-hmm. the difference in the world. Yeah. Speaking of time, dude, Chris, if people want to reach out to you, if they want to work with you, if they want to get a copy of the book, how can they do that?
3: Yeah. So go to Amazon and just uh, type in the curious mind of the business owner or Chris Ardondo and, and you can get the book there. Uh, you see my IG there, uh, you know, DM me and,
0: and reach out to me. What about the, the website, Capital?
3: Oh, yes. So uh, Capital uh, is our website. You can check out all of our services and everything
0: that we do. Sweet my brother. All right. I got to ask you man. You uh now have completed a full episode on the Business Bros podcast uh and we're big on testimonials. So for us the social capital and the social proof, that's really really what our bread and butter is. So we like to give you a great experience and then we ask you what your experience was like on the podcast. So I actually have two questions for you. One was what was your experience like on the show? And then second, who do you think should be listening? Oh man. I think a
3: lot of people should be listening. I think if you're if you're not only a business owner but you're looking to want to open a business or you're wanting to grow the business, I think that's the people that should be listening and 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 should read the book and To answer your first question, uh there was a reason why I put you on as my birthday man. I wanted to enjoy and have a good time with you guys man
0: dude we I hope we pumped you up, my brother you know what i gotta I gotta make sure that I got you here. Let's let's turn this thing up and let's have a party, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta hit it hard. This is birthday. You don't come on the Business Bros podcast on your birthday and not have a party. That's just how we roll. So some party stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's at we love to have some fun on the show and and i'm gonna give you the the testimonial template that we use on every single one of our episodes because it works and this is what you should be doing with your customers already because you're already providing a quality service a quality product you're doing a great job for your customers and they go out and talk about you but they only talk about you for about five minutes and then it's gone but what we need you to do is Use a testimonial. Video testimonial is going to make all the difference in the world. We just had Chris on the show. The very first thing we did was we pumped him up and told him how awesome he was. And then the second thing we did was we asked them to grace uh, grace us with more of his awesomeness. We want to know what he's up to, what he's doing, and how he's helping the public. And then at the very end is the big ask. That's where you ask them to. Tell you what they thought about the show. Tell you what they thought about your product or service. You capture that as a video, and then you start to use that in your marketing. That goes out to your prospective clients who are on the fence about working with you. That is a social media post that goes out in your email campaigns. You use them for all those things, even Facebook ads. And if you don't know how to do that and you want help, go to businessbros.biz slash testimonials and let us help you do that. So make sure, hey, again, it's Chris's birthday, ladies and gents. <laughs> Head over to his website, drop them a dm at least tell them happy birthday and then just kind of chime in and see if he can help you out because let's face it you guys all need a little bit of funding right now money is cheap they're printing it out like crazy and if you're ready to grow your business you need to start talking to some people to grow that capital chris can help you out all right ladies and gents chris happy birthday again man i had a great time talking to you today hope you had a great time on the show as well and uh we'll, yeah man we'll catch you guys on the flip side see you again Four o'clock, man. We got a busy, busy day. Peace out, y'all.
2: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business.